Welcome to Cloudlandia, Mr. Sullivan. Mr. Jackson. Welcome to Cloudlandia. Yes, and you were a recent <clears throat> participant in our yeah. free zone. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, you were at the free zone. Cut off. Yeah. Oh, here. I'm going to have to switch on to uh, something going on, Dan. Couldn't get my headphones connected there. Yeah. Maybe there's a button that maybe there's a button you can push that's called something that works. Yeah, exactly. That's what we need. Something that works. That's right. Yeah. That's funny. I'll push the something that works button. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's really a landia. Here we are. Yeah. Even in dream worlds, there's quirks. That's exactly right. Where is your mainland outpost today? Yeah, you know, I'm sitting. You know, I'm sitting in the in the manor house in okay. in Toronto, Toronto. Uh -huh. But we're off to we're off to New Orleans to, tomorrow, and we're mm -hmm. going to participate in Richard Rossi's oh, Da yeah, Vinci first, Fifty. Uh, before? No, this is the first one. This oh, is the first okay. one. Our schedule never lined up where we could commit for right. a full year. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, you know, we both rearranged things in, in consultation with each other over a couple of years. And so this is the first time that we're clear and free. And I had to right. really wait until I had to really wait until I got, you know, the transition really? or yeah. the other coach. Are you there? I'm there. Yeah. So anyway, that's it. So I'm clear and free. Well, that's good. I've been thinking about how much, how many days now you'll spend focused longevity between the A360 or the abundance longevity ones, Peter's Platinum thing, your own life extension program, a life extension mm -hmm. program. Now, Da Vinci, you're like, you're poised to be the world's, one of the world's leading experts. <laughs> It's good. Or at least one of the world's leading beneficiaries. Right. Exactly. That's a better way to think about it. That's exactly right. Front of the line yeah. on everything. Yeah. 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 I mean, you do it, you know, in the same way you do anything else in life. You do it gradually and you just an experiment and some things work, but you know you won't stay with it because it just doesn't fit into you know your habit and others you do them like I'm doing this osteostron, you know, and even when I'm in Palm Beach, I'm going down, we're going down on a Wednesday. Babs and I are flying to Palm Beach next weekend, but the free zone is until the week after, so we're going to spend a week. Probably ten days at the Four Seasons, okay. and well, I've and my, uh, um, yeah, I have my my breakthrough blueprint in Orlando on at celebration on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I was thinking oh. of coming down to Palm Beach on Friday, I guess. But oh wow, yeah, but there you go, wow. But if you yeah. wanted to come up to Orlando, you could do that too. That would be fantastic. Yeah, we're uh, we're just leaving the schedule completely open. We're just got uh, it. Yeah, uh, and you know, and so we're just gonna hang out, eat, and everything else. There, I we've been to Palm Beach before, not just last year at the at the summit, but we had been there right. 
couple of times before that, and there, there's really not that much in Palm Beach. It's sort of a dozy. dozy. Uh, nice to just, it's perfect for doing what you just talking about, reading and relax. Yeah. Yeah. Salmon and the feelings for that salmon at that Four Seasons there. You have strong feelings for the salmon. Yeah. It's so good, Dan. I'm really, I'm <laughs> and I were just talking about that today, how much I'm looking forward to that. Wow. <clears throat> anyway, I'm just halfway through my fast filter to give you my sense okay, of the structure. And we're not going to do it first thing. We're going to do it before lunch because I okay. have thinking exercise to get everybody in the room on board. Like and that. it's a triple play that identifies what's their purpose for the day. And then they, you know, they identify three things and then they go through the triple play. And and then we have a general discussion about things and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm leaving a lot of time for that. So that would probably go 8.30 to 10.30. And then, you know, we'll have a, you know, we'll have one hour break in the middle of that. And so we'll get going probably around 11.30 or, okay. you know, yeah. And then about 12. Yeah. Yeah, twelve fifteen will be lunch, and then we come back at you know we'll come back at one fifteen, and then and then we have our panel. We have our I like that chat GPT panel, and that'll go a couple hours. You know, one fifteen to three fifteen, and and then we have Mark Yan, who's going to talk about this quite amazing collaboration that he's done with major supermarket. Okay. Um, and national national you know one of the big ones, one of the yeah iconic, iconic ones, and where they had something in every store that was not working and it hadn't been working for 20 years. And he pointed it out to them, and it's about, you know, it's about 24 square feet of floor space. And he's replaced it or recommended that they replace it with a big video screen because right in the you know, it's right in the sort of pharmacy area, okay, and yeah. uh, and he's got this really neat thing. So he'll describe that, and I'm oh, just great. going to show you know how he did it. But it'll be upwards of four thousand stores. Wow, where he's doing this, and just such a beautifully layered collaboration, and and he gets. He basically runs it, and he determines what products can be on the shelves and whose commercials can be shown on the TV station, and they have to make commercials with him. Oh, wow. What a great collaboration. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. formula in action right there. Yeah, it is. That, yeah. It's a, but it would be good for everybody to get your VCR structure in their mind, and then we'll just yeah. talk about that when we introduce yeah, yeah. Mark. Now, we'll, now, what's the vision, the capability, and the reach here? You know, and yeah. yeah, so. Well, that's very exciting. Yeah, and then we're just going to do a quick wrap up. You know, a quick wrap up on the on the, you know on the day, and uh, you know, and it's really great when we get a lot, a lot of people just talk about what they got out of the day. I think that's really yeah, right. beneficial to everybody. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, uh, people who said they didn't get anything when they hear about 20 other people that did, they say, well, yeah, I got a lot out of it. too." <laughs> yeah. We're very influenceable by other people's take on things. 
yes, it's the social proof, right? That's what it is. And commitment and consistency. Everybody wants to be consistent with everybody around them. Yeah. Well, well, first of all, they see different things that they didn't see before. You know, I yeah. mean, I have this, I have this discussion group that's in its 20th year. So we've done 82, we've done 82 quarters. And it's about, we started with about a dozen and I think about eight of the originals are still there. It's all coach related. Everybody's, you know, somehow related to coach. And then we've added another, we've added another four. So we're still a dozen and they come over around six o'clock and we have just non-alcoholic beverages. And then we have dinner and we always have a main book that I usually recommend because on on top of that, so you should recommend the book. Sometimes other people do and we go with that. And then we, we eat and talk for about an hour and a half and that pulls it, that, that puts us at around eight o'clock. And then everybody has sent in articles and we have our production team of the articles that they send them as, you know, as links. And then they print them off and they format them in eight and a half by 11 and we bind it and then it's got a cover yeah. on it. It's got it. I've seen one and, of those. I remember thinking, wow, what a great format. <clears throat> yeah. And usually there's 30, 30 to 40 articles, and they're really a reflection of kind of what's happening and what's being talked about in the world over the three months, three months up to there. And, uh, you know, a lot about, there were a couple articles about chat, GPT, and, you know, and current affairs, you know, I mean, current affairs, political affairs, economic affairs, and everything. And uh, yeah, and it's, you know, it's really interesting because I read the book. You know, and I've got a really good handle on the book. And then I sit and listen to what 11 other people got out of the book. And I said, right, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Yeah. So by the end, you've got a 12 brain take on the book. And that's really very enriching. Very nice. Oh, 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 I got to get rid of her. Oh, Oh, my goodness. You have found nothing for me ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, Siri. That's so funny. Yeah. I bet I bet I'm not the only one that if she was human it would be considered abuse. Uh, right, I get it. I wonder if Siri will ever be equipped with the chat GPT capabilities. Imagine so. I don't think it'll be Apple that does it. No. Yeah. I think this is a I think this is a new major river, and all the big players right now think mm-hmm. they're going to get a handle on it. But I don't think they're going to get a handle on it any more than IBM got a handle on personal computer and the social media and the internet and everything else. I mean, they were the 800 pound gorilla in the 1970s. Yeah, exactly. And it bypassed. They even gave away their software. <laughs> I mean, they gave right. away their operating system. Yeah, and they said, you know, because they couldn't comprehend how operating systems would yeah, be. Yeah, they thought the game was hardware. Yeah, yeah and but so all the big ones, Google and you know, all the others, are thinking that they're going to get on. But anyone who's really creative in this space, I mean, if you're in your 20s and you're really great at this space and you're creative and everything else, I mean... Would you want to go and work for Google? I don't think so. Right. 
Yeah, I think that, you know, I've been thinking a lot about where does this land, like where if we push the accelerator pedal and go forward, where does this path lead? You know, like what what's happening at that current pace? Well, it's know, another I, dimension of, it's certainly another dimension of Cloudlandia. Yeah, for sure. That's exactly what I mean. But the, and that's where the gape difference between the limitations of the mainland compared mm-hmm. to the unlimited and exponential, you know, capability in Cloudlandia. There's some yeah. That junction, well, this is really the big well, junction. Is really where the big things are. Yeah, but you know, I was thinking about that. You know, we were talking about there's all sorts of things about computers, you know, the computer world and the digital world that have benefited from speed. There's a lot of things in the world that have benefited from speed and communication, you know, communications. But I think the big one that has transformed the world the most is actually measurement. It's the, uh-huh. it's the, it's the almost the expansive, the expansive reach of measurement now where we can measure things and, you know, and, and improve ourselves with the measurements that we get back, uh-huh. you know, that we can. And I think it's highly specific. I think, you know, people use measurements for their own reasons and they, yeah. uh, it's very situ it's very situational. So one of the abstractions that there is in the high tech world, the tech world, is intelligence. You know, what constitutes intelligence? And my sense is that there's a fair number of people there who believe it's computational, that you you speed up computation and you get yeah. more and more measurements. And at a certain point, there's a breakthrough and you have all-knowing consciousness, all-knowing intelligence. Uh-huh. And yeah, and but my experience of intelligence is that it's always very specific yeah. and it's always very, very situational, you know, that it's, it's as someone who's got a really grasp of something very important that's better than anyone else in the situation. Yeah, yeah. I look at the things like when you look at, I've, the question I've been asking myself lately is, to what end? Like, so when I look at this, like, so we're going to be able to create unlimited content by that, not, you know, I've heard projections of by 2025, 90% of digital content created will be by AI, which, you know, and imagine that if we're already at a page where, you know, human production of content has been slightly enabled by technology to the rate where we're producing crazy amounts of even just using video content as the barometer here that we're creating way more than we have the capacity to consume consumption is limited to the speed of reality that we've established at 60 minutes per hour and one one hour processing speed in our brains is there and so i look at the primary things like on in the mainland like when i say to what end i mean when we look at our the basic fundamentals of what go into you know we've created this concept 20 plus years ago now 
called A Perfect Life. And that was the where the that thought process led me to the I know I'm being successful when statement yeah. of, of yeah. what were the guidelines things. So the elements of like I love the I love contextual, durable bedrock context of what's not going to change. That everything is like a subset of these things. And from what I could determine in these that if we look at a perfect life it's made up of five basic elements and that's we'll call it you mean if you draw a circle if we were to strip you naked and put you on a deserted island everything that you're left with is you your physical body the body of knowledge that you have your physical needs you know that go into you need calories you need water you need air you need all of that stuff so meeting all those physical needs, shelter, things like that. Then time is a the next constant that, so wherever you're there, and time is universal for everyone at that, we're constantly moving at that 60 minutes per hour. And then we're faced with all the other things then are a combination of environment, people, and money. And so an environment is your the lifestyle that you choose to live. So your environment is you've surrounded yourself in a, you know, in Toronto, in your little compound, your business strategic coach business is a environment that you've chosen to play in. It's like all the things that you make up, right? That you've, and other people choose to, be in an environment called, I'm going to be a teacher, or I'm going to be a bureaucrat, or I'm going to be whatever, but they're all made up to the end of mm-hmm. how we use the material things, what cars we drive, what we do with our, you know, what we choose to occupy our time. And then people, meaning all the people that are involved in your sphere there, and money is what drives mm-hmm. all of it, right? So every a perfect life, everything. That we were very intentional in calling it a well, a successful life. life. A successful well, life. Yeah, exactly. And that's. But the thing is that there's eight billion versions of it too. It's not the perfect life. It's a perfect life, and everybody's pursuit is a, a uniquely yeah, exactly. Life. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so that so everybody's you know striving to create that for themselves. So now I look at that as the underlying framework to where I'm trying to see now how does chat GPT and the you know increasingly exponential improvements in AI and technology and stuff, how does that fundamentally affect the things that the elements of going into? creating a uniquely successful life, you know? So I wonder because our... Well, you've had, I mean, uh, I mean, you, we've been living in an exponential world. Yeah. With each year over the last 20 years, it's been more, yeah. there's been more exponential activities going on uh, during this time. And I was looking at it, I was looking because I was going back and looking that when we established our business model in 1989, we were doing workshops, in-person workshops for successful, talented 
ambitious entrepreneurs who yeah. wanted more clarity and confidence in in their life, which gave them more freedom. That's what our that's what our target was, and our business model was to provide them with workshops, and it would be on a quarterly basis. And and they had to be all entrepreneurs; couldn't be anyone except entrepreneurs. And mm-hmm. and I'd be coaching, but I'd also be creating new materials for you know for new workshops. And yeah. and I go forward thirty three years, and not much has changed. Right. That's exactly right, because you've got a durable context. Right? It's, institutional. it's institutional. Yeah. It's institutional. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what I wonder now with people say, okay, AI and chat GPT are, are game changers. They're exponential technologies. But as I say, yeah, the question is, what whose, game are they, what whose game are they changing? Yes, that's what I'm wondering. Is what, yeah, which, which games are being yeah. changed? We have examples already that they they can pass a bar exam. Yeah, um, they can ace an SAT test. They can ace a you know all the other tests, you know, and everything like that. And uh, we know they write good copy, depending on who the inputter is. You I mean, you still, if you have someone not very imaginative using it, you just get a bunch of <laughs> I went mm-hmm. on. I just tried it once to see what it felt like and say, you're, you're not being very expansive. I mean, the, the chat says, not quite what we were looking for, you know. And everything like That's that. funny. And yeah, I, yeah. Said, who's, I said, who's doing what to who here, you know? <laughs> right, right, and, right, right. You know, and uh, I can see them being tutors. I can see them being tutors. I think the, yeah. actually the, not the, so much the writing part of education, but I think this education period is yeah. going to be most affected. Well, certainly as a, you know, I mean, I think that we're just starting to scratch the surface on the medical, you know, implications of this too, in terms of yeah. reading, analyzing your, yeah. you know, metrics, your data outputs, all of that, that as we're getting, you know, better at collecting and measuring those yeah. data points, having yeah. access to but all I think, the... But I think, yeah, I think that the world will be exponentially more fragmented. Yes. How so? That everybody kind of doing their own thing and more or less ignorant what the, you know, the millions of other people are up to because you don't have time to pay attention to that. You know, I mean, it's like I get a little example of this just with my news site that I go to and I have gone to for 15 years called Real Clear Politics. Okay. And, you know, it's updated twice a day. It's updated. You wake up in the morning and it's got a new page. And then around three o'clock in the afternoon, it's updated again. And all they've done is searched and aggregated the best printed articles for that day from almost hundreds of different sources. Some notable, like they might have one article that's from the New York Times. They might have an article from the Washington Post, but lots of other things, magazines, periodicals, journals, and everything like that. And But then that's just the one that's called Real Clear Politics, and then they have Real Clear Policy, they have Real Clear Markets, Real Clear World, Real, oh, wow. clear, de- real clear Defense, 
real clear science, real clear energy, real clear health. I'm doing this off the top. I, I don't even yeah, have right. open here. And then real clear history, real clear books. And each is a full page with each of them on a single page would probably have a hundred different articles. And that was right. The news one is 24 hours. Some of the others are for a week. Some of the others it stays up for, I think a week would be the a week would be the most that it would uh, stay up and then it's completely replaced. Well, you know, I read maybe three out of a possible 1,500 articles a day. Then there's a new batch, okay, and there's a new batch. So Yeah, so you yeah. already can't keep up. I mean, that's, the, that's where this infinite availability is yeah. meeting so up. Keep, with keeping, the... keeping up has no meaning. Right. Yeah. And I think that's been true since, I mean, sometime in the last two or three hundred years with printing. Mm-hmm. It's a point where so much is being pumped out that you couldn't possibly keep up. I think that right. there was there was probably somewhere in the, you know, maybe the 15th century or 16th century that if all the books printed, someone could actually have read them. Read them, uh, so, yeah, right. Yeah, could have read those books and had them in their library and everything like that. But, we, I mean, we're so far past the point where keeping up really means anything, you know. And I think you have to have a nose where the center of things is. Or keeping up with what? Well, you know, I mean, if I, in the week, in the past week's workshops, I had just I had just virtual workshops last week. And yeah. there were individuals who hadn't heard of Chat GPT, and I wow. said, "Well, they don't—they obviously don't keep up with technology news. You know, all it proves is that's not something they keep up with." Okay. Right. Yeah. And so I think the word "keep up" only only has meaning as applied to an individual, given who they are and what their life is and what they're aiming for. What should they keep be keeping up with? Yeah, I think that's and there's that's part of it, right? Is realizing, yeah, what do we? <laughs> I think that those have been the words. <laughs> you know, to what end? What reality is that? What are they missing out on by not being up yeah. to date on? Yeah, and the thing is that I know that you keep up with all sorts of things that I don't. Right. You know? And if I look at my constant community of discussion, you know, the people who I have discussions with, some of Mm -hmm. podcast form and, you know, more scheduled and structured and some of them just, you know, we see each other enough that we can have continual discussions. When I think about it, it's the one of my joys about it is that each of them keeps up with something different. So I get in for <laughs> right, yeah, uh, your sphere, uh huh, your sphere. Gets well, I get, I get, I have scouts. I have scouts. I have scouts back from foreign territory. You know, yeah. keeping me informed of foreign territory. I have a one night at the discussion group. One of our participants brought a friend of his from New York and he has a research company and it consists of just one activity. He's got 200 individual Chinese in China who do not know each other and they're distributed all over the map of China. And each of them pays attention to certain things going on in China. 
Okay. And like they'll give one street in Shanghai, which is where the activity on that street is an indicator of the economy of Shanghai. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then they'll, they'll, you know, they'll have ways of sort of keeping track of that, you know, and they do it at various hours during the day and they just report in, you know, busy, slow, almost empty and everything else. Right, and he has right, algorithm right. and they just feed the, and this is just, you know, publicly known. There's nothing secret about any of this stuff. You know, and then he's got algorithms that he's created over a period of about 30 years that puts this all together. And it gives the most up to date, fairly, fairly accurate assessment of where China is. And Mm. and he's the only one who has it in the world. He's the only one in the world. And his biggest client is actually the Communist Party of China. Is that right? And they, they hate him. <laughs> and they hate him. And oh, boy. they and he's got encryption after encryption that they can't tell where his information is coming from. Okay. Right. And you know, all his people in China get paid. You know, they all get paid, but he's found all sorts of workarounds and byways and you know, you know, secret secret channels, a medium to to pay them. And everything like that. And then the CIA, they're on the list. The White House is not the White House, but the CIA, the intelligence Mm -hmm. of various countries. And uh, yeah, and he said that he can tell. It's almost like he's got the pulse. You know, he's kind of got the country's pulse and the culture's pulse. And he said it was amazing when Trump was elected that then for the next probably for about the first year after Trump was elected, everything in China went wonky, went wonky, right. you know, and you could just tell from his reports, you know, coming in that this was not understood. This was not planned. They didn't have a, you know, they didn't have any strategy for this. They didn't know how they were going to deal with this and everything like that. Yeah. And none of the papers were reporting that, you know, none of the, you know, and doing it. So here's what I, you know, I'm going to take his example with that China situation with what I just said about myself is that the reason why I have so many different conversational part- partners is that they all are on top of something different. Yeah. And I can just listen to them and then I get the benefit of their being up to date. I get this update. I get this update. I get this update. And, you know, I don't systematically record them or anything, but I just get a feel for no. things. You know, I just sort of get a feel for things. But that's, you think about are, what, you think about the level of, in all the different areas, but it's like what we were talking about with your, you know, your health scout. Yeah. I mean, that's really, you're putting Peter Diamandis is the longevity or lifespan. Probably uh, the foremost, yeah, probably the foremost in the world. I doubt if he's got his equal. Right. And then Richard, not with Da Vinci, same thing. And you're doing your. Yeah, we have a lot of we have a lot of people. We have a lot of people who are knowledgeable about certain areas who come out of the um, extender. But what you're doing is that you're just getting I just I'm getting sort of the drift, you know, Mm. the drift or, you know, which way the tide is, you know, which way the currents are flowing and everything like that. It's not I'm not looking for the thing. 
because there is no the thing. There's just a lot of things right. that are unpredictably interacting with each other. Yeah. I mean, do you, have you seen, I've just been, I don't know whether my algorithm is feeding me stuff that that I seem to be paying attention to, but I've recently been exposed, I'd say like three different things in the last, say, 36 to 48 hours or so about DNA and the, you know, storing data on DNA, like being able to go in and... Yeah adjust dna yeah. like is that is this all moving towards do you think a time where yeah we'll be able to just go yeah. in and code custom cope spit that out and take this in and extend your telomeres and you know the whole thing custom well design. there's two sides to that there's that that you're talking about and and you know that's the goal i mean that there's whole you know, institutes that are trying to achieve that but the other thing yeah. is that dna itself is being used as storage instead of um, yeah. instead of you know how do they store it now? What's it stored on? Yeah, on you mean on the, the digital data? What's it stored yeah, on? Digital data or whatever? Yeah, digital data. Actually storing, actually storing digital yeah, like I data. Saw that they had uploaded. They storing uploaded it biologically, basically, rather than technologically, or right. you know, it's you know, it's in a biological form and they yeah they their excitement is that it has greater durability it has greater durability and, you know and it's much cheaper it's much cheaper and yeah because uh, yeah so yeah i mean I, I have no idea how they're doing it but uh, yeah you know and i was just reading an article yesterday they've got their furthest away signal from outer space you know and not a you know, not a possible alien life, but it's just that when events happen, you know, cos cosmic events happen, it's communicated across the cosmos in radio waves. You know, it's all radio mm -hmm. waves. Got their longest. It's nine. It's it's nine and a half billion light years. <laughs> I mean, nine that's just something. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't even I mean, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You started to listen to that and say, well, that's a lot. <laughs> you have no comprehension yeah. what it is. You yeah. have no comprehension. But it means that what they're saying is that it may be something that happened, you know, much, much closer to what they call the Big Bang, you know, when it all thing, because that would mm -hmm. indicate, you know, how far away and long ago that is. And this is the reason why the, who is the astronomer, television star who did Cosmos? Oh, yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, not no, him, Carl the, Sagan. The guy back Carl in the, Sagan. Carl Sagan, yeah. yeah. And he said, you know, there there could be millions of civilizations. Right. You know, in the universe. But the problem is, even with millions, they wouldn't know about each other because they're separated by such vast, time distances yeah i did hear neil degrasse tyson talk about this the arrogance of us you know presuming that we're looking for other intelligent life in the universe as if the you know he was saying the arrogance of that is presuming we're intelligent you know <laughs> I mean, that would that would almost match his arrogance 
He's one of the most oh. arrogant people. <laughs> Absolutely. But he did I mean, say. I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know anybody who's worried about arrogance. You know, I don't know about arrogance. It's just yeah. that unless you have proof otherwise, we're alone. Well, he just said the, uh, you know, imagine, he said that, you know, if we take the bonobos, which are widely regarded as the second most intelligent species on Earth, that if it's only that much of a gap between us and the next level of intelligence, it's going to seem like a, you know, yeah. a funny thing, given that advanced civilizations are probably going to be, have had millions of years ahead of us for development, you know? Yeah. But this is the sort of things that intellectuals think about, you know? But yeah. yeah, but the thing is, I watch squirrels in my yard and how they operate during the day. We have big oak trees and mm. lots of acorns and everything. And there's an intelligence that they have that I can't comprehend. Right. Intelligence about how they go about their life and their sense of distance and their sense of can they jump from this tree to the next tree because if yeah. they don't that's they're dead and I have everything to tell you, and yeah go ahead i was gonna say i have to tell you one of the highlights of me sitting out here right now in my courtyard is that there's a gap from the garage roof to the next level roof and there is this constant parade of squirrels going from one and jumping up to the next level and vice versa coming down the other way. But you're right. Their ability to like, just, you know, seemingly yeah. fly through the air is crazy. Yeah. And, you know, and nature is just one vast cosmos of intelligence, but different from our intelligence. Okay. Just, you know, but we're the intelligence that named them, we're the intelligence that studies them, we're the intelligence that measures them, you know, we categorize them. And and we're the only species that does that, okay? Because mm. you need records, you need records to show that, mm. you know, things are being marked and there's no records, no records that certainly they're not intelligible to us. There's no records that we can identify as records. So the big thing, the whole thing about intelligence that I think it's more of a spiritual, it's more of a spiritual thing than it is a intellectual thing, is that we have a sense of transcendence, that there's something bigger than us, you know, you know, and we're born with that. We're born with that, you know, and because it gives us, it's the basis for our imagination that we can imagine other people. We can imagine people hundreds of years ago. And in in I mean, we had the imagination before we did the research and before we actually did the study to find out yeah. if there, but we just imagined that there were other people. And then we said, let's go about now finding out if there are other people. And so, you know, uh, I had great fun with my three rules that I mentioned in the last workshop, you know, everything's made up, nope, you know, nobody's charge. in charge and life's not fair. And, uh -huh. and it, it got, very powerful reaction here and there, a very negative reaction because there was a person who really bridled at it. And I happened to be in a breakout group with him. And so I added a little something to the three laws and that was in parentheses. 
it says everything's made up, so you can make up things too, okay? Right. So there's a little so statement that's in the parenthesis and the nobody's in charge, so you can take charge. You know, you can right. take charge. Yeah. And life's not fair, so you can focus on being uniquely useful. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, this guy just, I hate these three laws. What if the whole world was like this? And I said, okay. And the two other, the there were two, like that. Yeah. two other, two other partners, you know, in our breakout group, they start. I said, no, he's thinking about his thinking. Let's hear about his thinking is, you know, and I didn't argue yeah. with him or anything. And I said, so I said, the way I'm approaching it, I'm just approaching to, I'm not talking to the world here. I'm just talking to an individual that I'm talking to. And I'm just saying, what's it do for your thinking if you had the thought, everything's made up, you know? And then they yeah. said, well, it would really, it would give me a sense of freedom. It would give me a sense of freedom that I can make up things too. Yeah, I said, yeah. And the same thing for the other two, it frees me up. And I said, well, see, that's what you got out of it, and this is what he got out of it. it. Just shows you how unique people are. But what did he get out of it? Like, what was his argument against it, or that he was so? Well, I think he lives. I won't mention the name, right, or the place, but he lives in an ideological war zone. Okay, you know where there's a word starts with a W and rhymes with poke. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. 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 And he lives in an extreme area, you know, population where this rules, okay? okay. And he, I think he feels very isolated, and he's defending himself as an entrepreneur, you know? Mm. And, uh, you know, and he said, they don't believe in tradition. They don't believe in reality. And, uh, you know, I mean, Im- immediately, he wasn't talking to me. He was talking about them, you know, out there. They just make things up, and they don't have to pay attention to you know, you know, eternal truths and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So it triggered him. It triggered him, and which, right. which I get paid for. So I wasn't unhappy. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's you funny. Know, but it's really funny because the more the more you really take a look at things, you really realize how uniquely idiosyncratic your world is. You know, your mm-hmm. world is. Yeah. And I yeah. said, yeah. And I said, it's, it's almost it's like, unique, you know, taking life, lots yeah. of free, taking lots of free time off, you know, just taking yeah. 22 weeks. It adds up to about 20, 22 weeks a year of free time. And the people say, well, what if everybody did that? And I thought, couldn't, I don't even want anyone else to do it. I just want to do this for myself. Right. And I said, I'm not attempting to be a role model for the world. I'm just right. trying to be a person who's happy living in his own skin. Yes, right. Yeah, that's great. Dan, I got a lot out of the, the five Ps that we talked about in the free zone this week. Oh, way. yeah. Yeah. I've been giving that a lot of thought. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you, I, realized- I mean, you know, all you have to do is look at your own, you know, your own entrepreneurial experience to get started with pricing. I mean, that's where we get the, you know, the early courage to actually go off on our own is that we can, uh, we can name a price and people will pay it. And yeah. Yeah. You're often running. Start out with a progression. Like I saw in your, describe it, that the author, 
and that pricing initially is delivering your insight, your unique, you know, whatever you, you've got. Like you're doing one-on-one, or yeah. you're going, go, you're thinking about how people think about their thinking, but the next level of them turning that into a product, that there's some standardization to it, yeah. that then leads to productivity increases yeah. because it doesn't take as long. You can do it in groups. You can do all the things <clears throat> with other people. You can train other people how to deliver it, and then that leads to profitability, and then the profitability leads to prosperity. And that path is a progression. So I thought yeah. that way, mm. I get it. And I realized that yeah, a lot well, of Well, the other thing is if you do a matrix with VCR as one yeah. side and five Ps, you'll see that for pricing, you have a vision that's mm-hmm. beyond what you're getting now. You have C that's beyond each of them. You have a vision yeah. that's, and then it allows you to look at what you're present, what you're present of each of those categories. And then you say, now who could I align with that would give me enormous reach of pricing, property, you know, productivity and profitability. So I think it aligns yeah. nicely with your matrix. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. I th- so that was a nice, that was a nice breakthrough. It's also a good measurement that I was starting to see there's certain things that I do that are somewhere between the pricing and product phase where there's certain things that are only properties in the middle there between property uh, is what yeah. I mean. Property, yeah. Not yeah. property. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have, you know, even before we get to the next stage with, you know, with Keegan's Keegan Caldwell's firm, we, you know, I mean, I know that, you know, we have a rough estimate what the market value of our company is. You know, I mean, we, you know, we have predictable cash. We have predictable cash flow. Yeah, we, recurring. You know, revenue. we've we've had no losing years in the last 33. We've had two break-even years during dire times, like the 08-09 and COVID. The first year we just broke even, and you know, and we have no debt. Yeah, we we we've always grown out of cash flow. Huh. Grown of ca- cash flow. We have tremendous reserves. The whole company is broken down by into unique ability teams, and there's about 500 unique methods that underlie all the activities in the company. Huh. And you know, and then we have reputation. You know, it's, you know, we have a stellar reputation in the marketplace and, you know, and we're at a very high level in terms of the marketplace, you know, just in terms of our pricing and how you have to qualify. So, you know, if you took cash, if you took revenues, you know, well, I'll take profits, you know, right. It could easily, you know, it could be a multiplier of five, six, seven or whatever, you know, because Mm -hmm. it's a known, you know, it's sort of a known quantity, but that's an event. But you would never know that until there was actually a situation, you know, right. where that that would become an issue or that would become a topic. But mm-hmm. the thing that I can see is that we now know that a patent just <laughs> out of the patent bureau and they send back the notification that you have a patent. Right now, there's brokerage markets that automatically we know it's worth $450,000 in assets. 
got an asset mm-hmm. value for you. Now you you have more of a strategic. You can have more of a strategic approach to intellectual property, not just a defensive. But here is strategic that you can actually take over market. You can monopolize marketplaces with a cluster of four hundred fifty thousand dollar patents. You know, and they take you serious. A cluster is they're related. It's like a clan. You have like a clan or a tribe of patents, and they're all they all reinforce each other. And so 20 times, you're up to about nine, right off the bat, you're up about nine million in, you know, and no, 20 times four, yeah, 20 times 450 is nine, nine million dollars. Now you've yeah. got this, you got, and you independently just take your creation and keep pumping out these, keep pumping out these assets. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I find, you know, really interesting is that working with Keegan, and I showed this, you know, I showed this on the screen, where you take your total income for whatever you want to call the history of the company, and ours was $550 million. and I said, well, my goal now is to get our actual asset value of intellectual property up to $550 million. It gives me a good right. goal uh, to do this. And I think as you do this, your thinking changes about what your company actually at, what your company actually is. And what your marketplace actually is, you know, and, you know, and half of that you can borrow against if they're the right types of patents. I mean, they're, they're, it's not all patents right. that do this, but if they were patents that other people would be eager to buy, then they're, they're, they're an asset that can be borrowed against like your house. You know, I mean, if you have a house, but nobody would buy it. Right. In a certain sense, it doesn't have any, mar- it doesn't have any market value, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's what I wonder about those numbers, like the value of the patents, just to put a blanket thing on it without really yeah. understanding who who would benefit from that. Like what, yeah, what value inherently is there in the patent itself? Yeah, but the it's one of the considerations of the patent bureau. Yeah, you know, you're protecting property, but you only means something if it can be bought and sold. You know, and, and it can be litigated. <laughs> I mean, (laughs) our famous example of our litigation, he gave us totally credit for creating it. What he said was, but I had to pay 25,000 for it, but I'm going to give it to you for $695. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Right, uh, right, right. And and in in the legal world, that gets you electrocuted. (laughs) Ah, right, right, right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so the big thing is that we're talking about property here. I mean, everybody gets yeah. a little bit high fun about the word intellectual. Right. This is property. You know, I said yeah. if you did it in typeface or typeface, I said the intellectual is in six point type and the property is in 60 point type. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I think a lot of people say it's kind of wishy washy. You know, I don't know. I, you know, I know. Well, yeah, but that was true. 10 years ago, it was wishy-washy, and 40 years ago, it was even wishy-washy. But today, it's 80% of the valuation of the top 500 corporations is on what used to be wishy-washy. Right. Now it's patent. Yeah. And I think it's the Cloudlandia effect. I think it's the Cloudlandia effect. It's hard to move move property. It's hard to move real estate in Cloudlandia, but it's easy to move 
<laughs> ideas. Yes. Yeah. And I think it. the value is, can you move it really quickly in the cloud, cloud landing? Do you have something you've created that other people mm-hmm. would value? You know, Mr. Yeah. Beast. What's he selling? You know, what's he selling? You know, it doesn't weigh anything, whatever he, <laughs> whatever he's right. selling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a, a part of that. That that's is definitely that reach is the answer. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's a, the vision and the reach are the two catalysts. I think even more than the capabilities. The capabilities yeah. are. We're definitely moving into a period where everything, you know, all the capabilities are available. Yeah. Including here, like, give it a few minutes. Where it's going to be, you know, Chat GPT prompting is going to be available capability too, yeah. where we can just talk you know what to I'm a real explore, person. I, I, yeah. What I'm exploring is a an AI program, and it exists because Mike Koenig founded for me, uh, mm-hmm. and they guarantee a firewall. Nobody has access to what you're putting on the knowledge base. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I want all my stuff that I've created over the last 33 years on a knowledge base. Okay. And then I want to ask questions of my 33-year creative self about how things, Yeah, you know, if you put this tool together and together with this tool, what would you end up with? Yeah, this is great. Like, I think about that. How I, many... want, I want to talk to myself. I want to talk yeah. to myself. I was thinking yeah. the same thing. Like, I think about between all the podcasts, the, you know, over a thousand hours of yeah. podcast recording, you know, all of that stuff. So, yeah. Amazing. Anyway, well, an enjoyable, fun. enjoyable hour. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm just Next trying to see, traveling. we're on the, we're on the go, we're on the go. Yeah. And uh, anyway, if we want to check in. Oh, I'm going to want to check in just to get a feel for how we, what's your thing as we get closer to the date, you know, the 7th is the actual date of the summit. So we're two and a half weeks away from it. But I I just want to get a sense of, you know, what you're doing and everything with the Mr. Beast. Yeah. So if you can send me over the fast filter, that would be great. It'll be, it'll be off to you by tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. I love it. And then we'll coordinate, but I'll see you in Palm Beach. Palm Beach. I'll come. Are you driving in or are you staying? Are you driving in or staying? I'm going to drive down and stay at the Four Seasons. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. So there. (laughs) And you know, we have a party the night before. I do. Yes. I'm going to, yeah, be there. Okay. Okay. I'll see. You. Well, we'll be in. We'll be in touch in between. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank okay. You. Bye. Bye.